You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman, sitting next to Adam Barry, who covers the Pirates for MLB.com. This is a treat for me to get to chat with you, Adam. So we're going to start with the buzzing around Pirates Nation right now because Garrett Cole, his name, is being tossed around. And I want to tell you really quickly, I watched him play in A when I worked for the Eastern League. Yeah, I watched him pitch, and it was a thrill. He got beaned in the head, though. Yeah, he got beaten in the head, so he wasn't in the game for too long. But it was really cool uh, knowing um, that I was watching a guy who I knew would be a difference maker in the league. So let's rewind really quick. 2008, Yankees draft him, um, and they're interested in him again. But the Pirates are not shopping him around right now. Yeah, they're not shopping him. They're not trying to get rid of him. They're not even necessarily dangling him. The Pirates are doing basically what they do, which is make their guys available, sit back, wait for the best offer. It's kind of what they did with Andrew McCutcheon last year. I think it's probably very comparable in the sense that there's not a lot of urgency to make a move. They don't have to trade Garrett Cole, much like they didn't have to trade Andrew McCutcheon last year, and obviously they didn't. So I would not be surprised if Garrett Cole uh, attracts a great deal of interest. He's young. He's shown top of the rotation potential. Uh, he's still affordable at this point. He's under club control for two more years. There's a lot to like there for a team like the Yankees that doesn't necessarily need an ace, just needs a really quality, controllable starting pitcher. Um, I would expect a lot of interest. I still don't think the Pirates deal him, uh, but the Yankees are one of those teams that has a farm system that could make, uh, make them change their minds. You know, Somebody like Clint Frazier, a good outfield prospect, could make them change their minds. So I would expect Garrett Cole to be starting on opening day for the Pirates, but this is definitely not the last time you'll hear his name. But that doesn't mean he's going to be traded. Okay, another guy that we're questioning whether or not will be starting on opening day is Andrew McCutcheon. You know when people are talking about you and they say that your ears are burning or your nose is itchy? I'm wondering if his nose is itching and his ears are burning because his name is also buzzing around. What's the latest on him? There's not been a lot of activity on him here so far that, that has filtered down to us in the media. Uh, the Giants seem like the most likely uh, team to be interested, but uh, some of their uh, beat reporters have said that the, they don't want to take on the $14.5 million contract, which is odd because we felt like that might have been the appeal of Andrew McCutcheon. It's that it's only one one more year uh, under club control for $14.5 million. It's not a long-term commitment. You're probably going to get the best of Andrew McCutcheon without having to pay for a potential decline. Um, but otherwise, we haven't heard a lot of interest. You know, there are teams that make sense. The Blue Jays, still the Giants. I wouldn't rule them out until they fill their outfield need elsewhere. Um, but right now, it, it seems like the Pirates might just be content to roll into next season with uh, Andrew McCutcheon in center field batting third, see if they can build around him, and maybe if they fall out of it, uh, maybe look for a trade at that point. We're talking a lot about guys who could leave the team, but we haven't really talked about guys who could come to the team and the needs of the Pirates and what they're looking for here. It's day two at the winter meetings down here in Orlando. It's Tuesday, right? Tuesday. Yes, it's hard as far to as I know. Straight. I think it's Tuesday. So by Thursday, is something going to happen? Are they going? Are they? Are they the team that builds the the foundation here, or are they going to grab somebody and head home? I think they kind of have everything they. 
that they think they need in place right now. Okay. Like there's certainly room for bullpen help if they wanted to do it. Uh, they could add an infielder if they wanted to, but they're kind of up against it as far as their budget goes. Attendance was down last year. They're already over $100 million, which would be a, a franchise record for payroll. Uh, you know, the core is in place. It's just that the core has almost been the issue the last couple of years in the, the way they've underperformed. Andrew McCutcheon wasn't himself in 16, the first two months of 17. Garrett Cole wasn't himself uh, the last two years. Gregory Polanco was injured. Starling Marte was suspended. Jung Ho Gong hasn't been in the country. Uh, so there's not a lot of room when you just look at the roster and say this is a position they need. There are areas where they can improve, but it's hard to do that given their kind of lack of payroll flexibility right now. So that's why we're talking about these guys who could move out is because you would have to subtract before you could add. Right. Okay, so let's talk about third base for a second and David Freeze over there in the hot corner. Um, so we use the term uh, third base by committee route so can you talk about what that means and who he could be sharing that position with yeah the idea is that David Freeze is still potentially a starter at third base but he's not an everyday guy they learned that the last two years in the way that he wore down over yeah. the course of the season and he even admitted it last year he told myself and another reporter just like I don't think I can play seven days a week four days a week maybe five so the Pirates have a lot of utility type infielders if Josh Harrison stays they could bounce him over there on occasion and they have a, a bunch of guys Adam Frazier Sean Rodriguez Max Moroff, all capable of playing second or third. So it's just going to be kind of drawing it up day by day, uh, seeing who fits that day, seeing how Freeze is holding up physically. And obviously that's contingent partially on uh, Josh Harrison still being in Pittsburgh next year. Right, because he's being eyed, right? Right. He has the, some suitors out there. The Mets and the Blue Jays are rumored to be in on him or to have at least been, uh, been interested or shown interest uh, in Josh Harrison, which would make sense. He could play second base. He could bounce around for him at second or third. The Angels actually make a ton of sense for Josh Harrison because they need a second baseman, maybe a leadoff hitter. He'd be great, a great fit there. He's making $10.25 million next season, so that would be a salary that could move clear up uh, space for the Pirates to add elsewhere around the edges. I don't necessarily see that because he's so critical to their plans next year in the sense that we're talking about him not only being the starting second baseman, but maybe the occasional starting third baseman. Not at the same time. That'd be weird. Busy guy. Yeah. yeah, that'd be tough. Uh, but they do have the depth in the infield to withstand a potential Harrison trade because all those guys I just mentioned, yeah. they have some younger infielders coming up, Kevin Newman, uh, Cole Tucker, two of their top five prospects. So there is depth there where they could make a move. I just don't necessarily see it happening unless somebody really blows them away. Have you heard from Clint Hurdle? Not yet. We talked to him on Wednesday. Wednesday. We actually just talked to him Saturday at Pirates Fest, though. Okay. And so I've seen a lot of Clint lately. You've seen a lot of you and Clint are like He best was on friends. my flight down here. Was he? And he is like the nicest man you'll ever see on a flight. He's the one who's helping people like put their suitcases yes. in the luggage rack. I love that. Other than that, we've not actually talked a lot of baseball. Yeah. He was holding court at the Little League Classic in Williamsport. Just story after story after story. And I just kind of wanted to sit there Indian style and listen, have some popcorn and listen to him tell stories. So are you anything you're anticipating hearing from him not necessarily last year it was interesting because they had they were talking about realigning the outfield where they moved Andrew McCutcheon to right field for what turned out to be two weeks and moving Starling Marte to center this year they've already came out and said McCutcheon's a center fielder if he's back Marte and left Polanco and right not a lot has changed with the roster so it's basically just you know when we talked to him Saturday it was him hoping for better from the guys that they already have I would expect a little bit more of that maybe we'll get more specific as far as how he might uh, look to sort out the lineup to make it more productive than it was last year. But Clint Hurdle didn't have a whole lot of tough decisions on his uh, on his hands right now because there's not a whole lot of decisions to be made unless they make a roster move. It's not a bad place to be. No, it's kind of nice. He gets to come here and tell stories. Yeah. We could hear his voice booming from the, the Pirates suite the other night or the other day <laughs> when we talked to Neil Huntington. I love Probably that. Probably entertaining them with stories as well. That's yes. what he does.
Okay, we're gonna spotlight Mitch Keller. He was named top pitching prospect in the AFL. Why should Pirates fans be excited about this guy? I think he is probably closer to Jamison Tyone than Tyler Glasnow. Maybe even closer to Garrett Cole in the sense that he's more polished as he is coming through double-A right now. Like you said, he spent time in the fall league. He'll probably reach triple-A at some point next season. He looks like a safe top-of-the-rotation uh, pitcher at this point. He's not you know, a high-risk guy. He, he commands the ball pretty well. He has a pretty full arsenal at this point. Um, he's young. He's good makeup. The Pirates love guys with good makeup. Uh, it just seems to be very much in control and taking a very smooth trip through the minors at this point. Uh, you know, there hadn't been a whole lot of roadblocks. Hasn't Not been a whole lot of thus far. Yeah, yeah, of course, it's always a, always a risk. But you could see him potentially make it to the majors and make an impact by 2019, okay. which is good timing because that's Garrett Cole's last year of control. That's Ivan Nova's last year under contract, and that's when some of these other uh, young pitchers they have now start going through the arbitration process. So. The idea would be that Mitch Keller could come up and be that potential next top-of-the-rotation type arm up there with Jameson Tyone, Chad Cool, uh, Stephen Brault, Trevor Williams, and see where Tyler Glasnow is at at that point. All right, so we're just waiting to see who's who's maybe leaving. This is a big hurry-up-and-wait thing, Okay. these winter meetings. Okay, well, that's we're going to do that, too. So I'm Danny Wexelman. This is Adam Barry covering the Pirates for MLB.com. We'll talk to you soon.